Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you are having a wonderful morning. We are so thankful for you. If you're listening to us and you've been a regular listener, thank you for continuing to tune in on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. And if you're just joining us for the first time today, welcome. We hope that you will enjoy what you hear today. This month, the month of September, we have decided to talk about hope. How can you keep hope alive? Of course, Jesus is our hope because He is alive. Tanya, you know because He lives, you will also live. I do know that, and good morning. Good morning. It's so good to see you and and just to share about hope. What I think about when I think about hope is just Jesus. He is our living hope. He's our anchor of hope. And there's so many scriptures about hope. And But when I really think about how can I have hope, it always comes to Jesus. Because the world can let us down. People can let us down, even when they don't mean to. But Jesus is a constant presence in our life if we choose to let Him in and seek Him. Absolutely, Jill. And I think sometimes we get so bogged down in other things that are distracting us from our relationship with Jesus that we lose sight of the goodness He has to offer. Because when we really just break it down to the simplicity, Jesus loves us, that gives us hope. So for me, that just is very exciting. Yes, me too. And He does love us. And because He lives, We can face tomorrow. That's one of my favorite songs. And I just want to start as we open with some of these words. So listen. God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He bled and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. And because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know He holds the future, and life is worth the living. Just because He lives. Amen. A great hymn. Great hymn. And I also think of John 14, 19. Jesus says this to us. So listen. Listen to these words. Because I live, you will live also. Let that resonate with you today. And let's live in hope. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and we are full of hope because you live. Lord, help us to learn what that means. Help us to be still in your presence and to hear your voice. You have so much you want to provide for us, but sometimes we need to be still and just listen. So with that, we can grow our faith, which will grow our hope, because you have shown time and time again that your character is steadfast and true. So Lord, let us find you today in a new way. Let us grow our hope, because you live. Lord, we bring all this before you this morning, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as we seek Jesus, He will keep hope alive. Again, because He is alive, 
The Lord conquered death, so all who belong to him, who believe in him, will share and walk in his victory and enter into his glory. I want to walk in victory and enter into his glory. How about you? Oh, absolutely I do. Uh, leads me to a scripture from Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and I'm reading out of the NIV. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. So he has set us up perfectly to place our hope in him so that we can carry on in what he has in store for us. Isn't that marvelous? It is marvelous. Thank you for sharing that scripture. You know, the power that you're talking about is the Holy Spirit who dwells in us when we believe. It's a living, breathing spirit of God. And that is so amazing just to know that we have his power within us so that we can have that hope right there there's hope jesus wants us to know that have that hope because he is the way the truth and the life you know this life is difficult sure it is we're not going to sugarcoat it there's a lot going on especially right now as we enter into the fall and just a lot of busyness you know i've talked to so many people they're like i'm so busy i've got so much on my plate And I don't have time to be still. And that is part of maybe why you're not feeling hope, because we're too busy. And we're too busy trying to please others and do all these tasks. And we might be doing good, but are we letting Jesus breathe his life into us and show us what he's trying to show us and get our attention? Jill, one thing that I have learned, that when I get so busy that I don't take time for God, and some quiet time that I get really distracted and I go through multiple spirals and it's because I'm not having that relationship time with God. That means I'm reading my Bible. That means I'm praying. That means I'm sitting quiet and just letting what I've read meditate through what I'm thinking about and process it like all the other things that distract me. I have to intentionally spend time and when I do... Then I'm reminded of all the good things, the, the answered prayers, the things that God has come through with. And remember that, that Jesus has done so much for all of us. And then I'm reminded of my hope. But you have to sometimes put some intentionality into that process. You do. It's easier to worry and think about all the things that are troubling you and what's wrong and what can you do. And I mean, we can just sit up, especially in the middle of the night, and just let all those things come through our mind and we focus on the negative and what we can't do or how are we going to do this, how are we going to fit this. And it just it's constant versus what Jesus tells us. John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled what he's saying then believe in God and believe also in me so I believe Tanya the first step to hope is to believe yes. to believe and walk closely with God believe his truth believe the word that he's telling you believe his promises and you hit upon something very important we have to spend time intentionally reading his word reading these promises in the Bible to know them. If we don't read, we won't know them. And we'll create our own way to go, our own rules, our own 
statements and, and things that we feel like we need to do and versus what does God tell us? That's an excellent point because when I'm left to my own devices and my own brain, because we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. what goes on between my ears is not always positive. It's when I spend time reading God's Word and I can come back to God's Word and the scriptures that I've read that help me remember God anticipates that I'm going to do this and God is loving me and wanting me to go this way. When I remember what God's Word is, it helps me to keep my hope alive. And I think hope is really a byproduct of your faith. So where is your faith sitting today? Good question. Is that the same level as your hope? I know my faith has been stretched and growing over the last few months, and I can see that my hope has improved. Oh, wonderful. Yes, that they go hand in hand, and having faith is believing. Again, yes. the first step to hope, believing when you don't see all the details, believing, knowing that God is going to work it all out for you. It may not be in the way that you thought, because he knows everything. He sees the future. He sees the present. He knows the past. He knows everything about you and what's going to happen. And so he's waiting for you to trust him. So stay in the word to know his promises. Take time every day and read the Bible. And when you do, you will be closer to God. It just, it happens. It transforms your life. You know, I heard a pastor the other day on an interview that I was listening to on a podcast say, reading through the Bible changed my life. It can, and it does. And that's because you have that close connection with God as you're reading through. And it's just, it does. It gives you hope. There's hope knowing these promises and knowing His Word. And then also you... In addition to reading the Word, we need to pray. Prayer is that connection with God, that speaking to Him and hearing from Him. And we can pray in all sorts of ways. We can pray in groups, with friends, in church, um, by ourselves with God. So there's so many ways to pray. So make sure, folks, if you want to find hope, hope is available when you read the Word and you stay in prayer. And have people who come beside you to help keep you accountable. Oh, and that plays such an important factor. But I know for me, I've always felt like, oh, my prayers are not strong enough. They're not good enough. Folks, prayer is just a conversation with God. If you need to pour out your heart because you've got a lot weighing on you right now, or maybe you've got a lot of joy you want to share, just open your mouth and talk to God. He knows everything. So it's not like you're hiding something from you. He already knows. He knows the next step and is eager to share that with you. But you've got to be in that relationship to get to that point. Just like you were talking to a friend. That is so true. It doesn't have to be a list of, okay, I'm praying for this person, this. I'm praying for this, for this situation here and all that. That's good too, but just talk. You know, talk to God who always bends down to listen, who hears every word that you utter and even things that you think. He knows what's in your thoughts from afar. You know, there's scriptures saying that all day long. He knows all about you. So we want to ask you today, are you believing? Do you believe in God and also believe in Jesus Christ? 
it can be a life-changing, transforming opportunity for you to walk in a path you didn't think was possible at all. Because with God, all things are possible. Right. With God. That's Correct. the key. And I'm glad you brought that, that up. That's a scripture that I know you and I both love from, from Luke 1, 37. I really love that scripture. And living in hope is realizing that very scripture that nothing is impossible with God. And when you walk into that level of faith and that level of hope, that puts you in a different perspective. It sure does, Tanya. And so the first step to hope is believe. Then now let's talk about the second step. Obey. This one might be a little bit harder. We might believe, but are we really doing everything God asks of us? Are we listening to what He's telling us? I want to talk about someone who did just that. Noah. We all know the story of Noah and the flood. But what he did that's so different and and can be a model for us is that he not only believed by walking in the way... God had him walk, walking with God, taking him with him. And he also did all that God commanded him. And that is the harder part. We may be walking with God and spending time with him and believing, but are we obeying when we hear his voice? It's very important because not obeying doesn't mean that you're not still going to get the blessings or that he's still not going to be present in your life but you may miss out on golden opportunities that he has for you so obeying which is very difficult i'm a little stubborn and hard-headed so to put it in a real perspective sometimes i'm a slow learner Mm -hmm. because i don't want to obey on someone else's terms not even God sometimes because we think it's too hard I can't do that I don't know if I really think is that really what he's wanting me to do but again it all goes back to with God all things are possible and yes he will help you through it the power that we talked about earlier of the Holy Spirit will indwell within you and help you give you that strength give you that power give you that energy and that knowledge and wisdom to do it. So Noah is a great example of someone who did just that. He found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And let's read why and and what he did. And so if you want to follow along, I'm going to be in Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse 9 all the way to 22. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So I'm going to stop right there. Noah walked with God. That's a very important step. Yes, it is. So remember that what it takes to find favor in the eyes of the Lord He wants us to walk with Him, to know Him, to listen to Him. Correct. Then, reading in verse 11, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all the flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And then this is what he instructs Noah to do. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. 
This is how you are to make it. The length of the arc, 300 cubits. Its breadth, 50 cubits. Its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. So the Lord is instructing Noah how to make this ark, giving him specific instructions. And then he says, For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which its breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind. Two of every sort shall come in to you to keep them alive. And take with you every sort of food that is eaten, and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this, and he did all that God commanded him. Obedience is a vital part of our walk with God. I love this story because we've always just heard it as a story. When I grew up as a little girl hearing the story, we were all excited because the animals got on the boat two by two and Mm -hmm. everything was great. But really, he was being obedient to the specifics that God told him. Are you being obedient to what God is telling you? I know I've had to sit back and say, okay, God, I'm going to have to have some help. I want to be obedient. Help me find that obedience in you and help me do what you're asking. Because when we pray and ask for it, he will provide. He will. And you may have to keep praying. You probably will. He may not answer you. You may not feel like you have the exact instructions laid out or know exactly what to do until you've prayed it through over and over. But we do know that God wants to covenant with us. He wants us to know His promises and to believe His promises. So God made a covenant with Noah and He blessed Noah and his sons and He said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then God said to Noah and his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark, it is for the beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is within you for all future generations. Tanya, what was the sign in the sky? A rainbow. Yes. I just love rainbows. I do too. And there's something peaceful. It's a good reminder. And here lately, I've been able to see double rainbows. Oh, double blessing. Yes. I get Mm -hmm. so excited about that. I do too. And you know, those rainbows just last for a little bit. You have to see them. You have to look for them and and be present. You do, but you have to remember them to hold on to your faith, hold on to your hope. Amen. 
And remember God's words, I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Remember his promise to you. Be obedient to what he's called you to do. Obey the words and the instructions and the commandments that he gives you. And look what all Noah went through. It stormed for 40 days and for 40 nights. You may be in the midst of a storm. That is the best time that you can praise God. That is the best time that you can obey God. It's the best time to spend time in the Word to be reminded of what is to come, and your rainbow will come too. Yes, it always will come. And God just wants you to remain faithful. He wants you to have hope. Again, hope is alive if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It does, and it brings me to a scripture. I really like this. This comes from Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hope. Think about the story of Noah. He was obedient to build the ark, put the animals on it, put the family. They endured 40 days and nights. And at the end, they got their promise. So when we listen to God, we read about God. We obey God. Promises will come in God's time, not necessarily Tanya's time or Jill's time, but they will come in God's time. They sure will. In Hebrews six eighteen through 19, hold fast to hope set before you. We have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Be anchored to Jesus. Get in the boat with Him. I'm so glad you made that phrase. There is a wonderful song that I've kind of clung to over the last few weeks, and it's by Colton Dixon, Build a Boat. And it is really the story of Noah, but applied to your own life. So let me read you a few words from this. Every word you say is going to come true. You will lead me to the promised land. Everything you say is going to happen, even though I haven't seen it yet. I will build a boat in the sand where they say it never rains, and I will stand up in faith. I'll do all it takes. With your wind in my sail, your love never fails. I'll build a boat in the desert place, and when the flood and the water starts to rise, yay, I'll ride the storms because I've got you by my side. With your wind in my sails, your love never fails. I'll build a boat, so let it rain. That song, I just, I, I, I'm in my vehicle, I'm turning it up. If I'm here at the house, it's louder than some of the others. Wherever you are, folks, build a boat. Be obedient to what God has before you. He will see you through whatever it is. It's amazing. When I look back on my last four to five years, I have built several boats, and I have come out in so many different directions. And while there's still some turbulence going on in my life, I'm in such peace because I have hope. 
and my hope is grounded in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. God has seen me through closure of certain parts of my life, and God has seen me ripped from areas where I was too prideful, and I wasn't letting Him in. But all the while, He was with me. All the while, He was using it to teach me. And all the while, I have been able to grow closer to Him and put my hope in things that He has in store instead of what I have in store. Tanya, thank you for sharing that. And I know someone needed to hear that. And I can tell as you're sharing it that you are thinking back to those times where you knew Jesus was with you in that boat. And He is with us. In fact, it reminds me of the storm that came up with the disciples and Jesus being on the boat. And Jesus fell asleep on the cushion. He wasn't worried. He knew that everything was going to be okay. Even though the storm was raging, the winds were so strong, things didn't look good. The disciples cried out, Help us, help us. And you know what Jesus said? You have little faith. Trust me. And then he calmed the storm by saying, Peace, be still. So maybe we just need to be still. I believe we do, because when we find ourselves in his stillness, there is the reminder of who he is and who we belong to. Indeed. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we have this hope. Our hope is not dead. Our hope is alive because we've put our faith and trust in you. And Lord, we're going to obey you. We know that you're speaking to us. We know that when we walk closely with you and we believe, you're going to show us things. Big things, little things. You're going to manifest yourself to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to know that we know that we know. So help us to be still and know that you are God and all things are possible with you. Lord, we believe and we obey because we love you. So Lord, help us with our disbelief and our doubt that when we have those thoughts, that we will just grow a little bit more faith and get in that boat with you. We love you, Lord. We trust you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Real life.